Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. This morning, I am recording this podcast in the early hours of the morning before the kids wake up, before it gets too loud. So my voice may sound a little bit uh, raspy, and that's because usually I record at night, and today I was trying to get this done and wanted to do it before craziness broke out. So um, anyway, that's all about being real, right? (laughs) I recently wrote a book actually called Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. And that book is basically about the fight against the expectations that we put in our head based on what the world says is perfect. Um, but truly following after God's standard and um, His excellence. And there's another aspect also to the Real Homeschool book is that I'm trying to create a community of moms who are being real with each other and authentic. And I believe it is so important as community, as sisters in Christ, as um, moms that we would, you know, band together as homeschool moms that... um, support each other. You know, when things are going great, rally around that mom and, you know, be happy with her rather than taking it inside and thinking, hmm, why isn't my life so great? You know, sometimes we we tend to get envious rather than um, praising when somebody else is praising. And also part of that is when somebody is down and out, you know, we need to be rallying around them as well to help them not to have a complaint fest or wallowing with them or, yeah, I know this stinks, this is so hard, but you know what, this is hard, but how can we get through it with God's help? Those are the kind of friendships, not the ones that are envious and saying, hmm, that should be me. Why can't that be me? Why is she having it so great and I don't? And the kind that say, Hmm, she's having a really hard time. Let me see how we can, um, how we can work this through. How I can help my friend. How we can look to God when times are hard. So um, you know, it's something that's hard for women. I think. I think there's a lot of women in relationships with other women that are just um, superficial, or there's women that are fearful of you know, what everyone thinks. So they don't let anyone see their real self. And I just talked to my daughter and my, actually all my kids yesterday about having confidence is okay. When, you know, we talk about, we don't want to be prideful and we don't want to be, um, conceited. And we you know, biblically we talk about these things, but I talked to them and I said, you know, oh, cause I think we were learning a lesson and my daughter said, oh, the lesson was you should never be overconfident. We were in Joshua seven. And I said, yes, you shouldn't be, but you can have confidence and you can be overconfident if that confidence comes from God, you're confident in him. So, um, you know, those are all things that go into this aspect of being real and relationships. So one of the things I think that, um, a lot of people don't talk about, which is what we're going to talk about today, is what happens when you don't enjoy homeschooling? What Are you out there right now and saying, oh, amen, somebody else doesn't enjoy this. I don't have a smile on my face every day. My kids don't have a smile on on their faces every day. Because if that's you, then let's talk about that today. And there's another aspect, like I said to this, we can say, 
ah, I don't enjoy homeschool, but I will not sit here and let us complain about it or let us wallow about it, but let's, what can we do about it? How can we get through it with God's help? What is God teaching us through this? We are not going to stay here in this messy place. We're going to be lifted out of it God's way. So join me right now as we talk about help. I don't enjoy homeschool right now. Okay, I have been there. We are homeschooling now 10 years. This is our 10th year. So we started out in kindergarten and with my oldest when she was just five and she's now in ninth grade. So I have Grace is um, in ninth grade and then I have Luke who's in seventh grade. John is in fifth grade. Ethan is in first grade. So if you look at that, we have, you know, elementary school, middle school, and high school going on right now. And it's all good. It is. Um, it's, it's, it's a great journey. There are many, many times looking back. And even so today, I think I had a moment yesterday where I wasn't enjoying things. So there are many times over the years where the joy was taken out of homeschooling. And um, this is something I want to talk about because I know that there's people out there that are feeling the same way. Um, and we have to all remember that a few things, that you are in a season of your life, if you are not enjoying it right now, you are in a season of your life that God has put you in for a reason. So you need to look at it and say, why am I not enjoying it? Am I seeking my joy from the Lord? Or am I seeking my joy from homeschool? So that's your first question. Am I seeking my joy from my kids all behaving? Am I seeking my joy from my husband, you know, doing all the things that I expect of him? Am I seeking joy from having financial security? Um, these are not things that provide joy. These are things that may provide some happiness. But true joy comes from the Lord. So we can't even expect to have joy in our homeschool if we don't have joy in the Lord. Because in life and in homeschool, there are going to be bad days. And you can still have joy on those bad days. And in fact, you can use those bad days to look to God and to get closer to God and to see what he is doing in your life so that when you come out on the other side of that challenge, you're going to be even stronger. You're going to be closer to him. You're going to be further on your walk. So we have to look at the hard times in the aspect of how God wants us to look at them. And I, like I said, I've been there. We've been through um, many different challenges in our homeschool journey. Um, early on in our homeschool journey, it was um, the biggest challenge I think I faced was I had um, just doubts in myself. I was very worried about what everybody thought. I thought people would think homeschooling was weird. So I wasn't this you know, proponent out there, certainly not writing and speaking and telling the world about it. I was really even afraid to tell people we homeschooled. And it kind of sucked the joy out early on because I was sort of trying to find my place and why I was homeschooling. And I felt that God had called me to homeschool, yet I didn't know why because I didn't want to. So I, um, there was a lot of fight for me in the beginning of why am I doing this? You know, it's hard to be doing something. And then when people talk about their day, you don't want to bring up what you did because you're 
not confident in it. Because I was trying to put confidence in myself and not in God. Um, so things have changed over the years. I've learned where to put my confidence. I've learned where my joy comes from. Doesn't mean it's always easy, but um, we've had many other challenges as well. My husband lost his job one year and uh, have a whole podcast recording about that and um, some articles on Simply Living for Him about that as well, about how God amazingly blessed us through that job loss and um, how we came out on the other side of it. But during that time, I tell you, there were days I didn't even want to get out of bed. Homeschool, you're lucky I can get out of bed and face my family. Because you see, I've always been a worrier deep down. And it's something I've had to struggle with for my entire life. And it goes in phases. And I've, I've had times where I've been able to keep it at bay. And especially now that I am walking with the Lord, I'm in the Bible, and I, I know what the Lord says about worry, I've really been able, able to overcome a lot of that. But there were years early on in my homeschooling journey where I was not really um, as far as I am right now in that uh, journey with worry. So to lose, um, and a lot of the worry has always, uh, for me, focused on health issues, you know, something happening to me or my family, or on financial issues. So to have a husband lose his job automatically would send me into a downward spiral of panic. Now, the funny thing is, since we've been married, my husband had lost his job twice before this time. And both of those times, we saw God do amazing things. We saw the purpose in it. We saw the reason behind it. We saw how we came out on the other side, you know, how everything worked out for good. Yet again, when he lost his job, I go, I'm like the Israelites. I forget. I go right back into what? What are we going to do? Um, so there were days where I could barely get out of bed, let alone face homeschooling the kids and trying to teach my kids and trying to do it cheerfully and wholeheartedly. And um, it was definitely hard. So if you're going through something like that right now, you are not alone. There are so many other moms, I can promise you, that whatever it is, it may not be a job loss, but it may be um, something else going on in your life that is causing you depression, or you may just be suffering from depression. Again, look to where your joy comes from. My joy does not come from my husband having a job. My joy does not come from my bank account being full. Those are false senses of security for me. My joy comes solely from the Lord. And once I have that in me, and I know that I am going to spend eternity with God, I'm teaching my children the same. And I have a true joy that I know no matter what circumstances I face, I cannot lose the Lord. I cannot lose salvation. I am secure in him and I can rest in him, then in turn, I can look at my circumstances so much differently. Now, there may be some days where you just really don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> you have your joy, but you're just tired. You're, you're um, not in the mood to, you know, homeschool and all those things. And we are going to talk about how to get through those small times. But what I'm saying, there are sometimes really big things like a job loss or, you know, a family member being sick or things just aren't going well and you just feel like you can't do it. 
those are the times you really need to go inside deep within the Lord. You need to get in your Bible and you need to pray and you need to really get through those big things, knowing, knowing that you will get through it. It will not last forever. Um, I think the hardest times for me, homeschooling in general, were when the kids were all little and um, it was much more difficult when everybody needed me more, when everybody was... um, you know, much louder. (laughs) No, I shouldn't say that because I have a teenager and a soon-to-be teenager and kids are always loud. But do you know what I mean? The constant like, mommy, 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 and I need a diaper and I need a sippy cup. And those were hard times to homeschool. And there were days where it was so monotonous that I would just come down the stairs and say, we're going to do this again. It was just like that movie Groundhog Day. (laughs) It was like, here we go again. So it's okay to feel that you know, you don't have a smile on your face every time. Now, it's okay to feel that way, but it's not okay to stay there. You have to look to what the scripture says. And actually, I've been really focused with my kids lately on this, but we need to do things wholeheartedly and we do need to do things cheerfully, but I don't want it to be a fake, you know, wholeheartedly and cheerfully. And, um, We need to remember that we're serving the Lord when we homeschool our children. And this is an act of service, and it's a mission, and it's not always going to be easy, and it's not always going to be comfortable. Do you think a missionary goes on their assignment and they're comfortable? No, and it's not easy. So I don't know why we have that thought in our head that we're supposed to have this easy um, mission, because it's not always. But you can still wear a smile on your face, and you can still be joyful, because you know that you're fulfilling a calling from God. How cool is that? You're raising the next generation of your of, uh, children to know the Lord. You're educating them, and you're educating them in the ways of the Lord. It's so exciting. So yes, you're going to have a bad day, but you can look at that and say, I'm fulfilling a mission right here. I'm fulfilling a calling and I have joy in the Lord. And it doesn't matter that the dishes are overflowing and there's crumbs all over the floor. And every time I walk in the kitchen, my feet are sticking to the floor and, you know, the kids are bickering. Those things we will get through, but that's part of the mission. That's part of your job. So looking at it in that aspect of saying, you know what, this isn't easy, but this is what God has called me to do. And I'm up for the challenge. How exciting is that? So when my kids were little, I remember, you know, just it was like not one more craft, not one more recipe did I want to do, not one more mess did I want to (laughs) make. So those things I remember um, could really suck the joy out of me. And, you know, sometimes just looking around, I think, and saying, what is my purpose? But it's not something that you see. Really, you'll see little glimpses, you know, every hour or at the end of the day and say, oh, I'm, I'm doing something. But you may go for days where you don't see or weeks where you don't see what is the purpose of all this. But I'm telling you now that I'm looking back 10 years, I see the purpose in it. I see the fruit. I see my kids becoming teenagers and they're, you know, loving the Lord and they're um, maturing and they're um, just fulfilling what I would hope when I had started out would happen as they got older, you know, taking responsibility for their schoolwork. And um, I see the fruit, but you don't bear fruit if it's not, if you're not 
putting some work into it. So you have to really look at it as this is the job I have. And yes, it's not always going to be fun and easy, but this is what God has called me to do. There were um, times where I know I didn't have joy or I didn't enjoy homeschooling, uh, especially in the winter months. So I know in the winter for me, it was really difficult. It got dark at like four o'clock. <laughs> you know, you can't send the kids outside. It's freezing cold. Um, we're all bundled up inside at night. But now as I look at our year, I see the seasons. I know how to handle each season. I know what works well in each time. I know that in, in this uh, fall, everybody's gung-ho and excited, especially in September, brand new you know, school supplies and everybody's um, into it. So I take a lot of advantage of the month of September and make sure to get a lot of schoolwork done when we're all in that high, that new school year high. Um, and then I know, okay, got one eye on the winter time coming. Once Christmas is over, it all goes downhill for January. January is dark. January is cold. There's nothing to celebrate. You know, spring isn't coming yet, so there's nothing really to look forward to. So a lot of times now I have my kids outside. I have them doing so much nature and enjoying outside and enjoying our property because I know we're going to get a lot more stuff done in January when we're stuck inside. So, you know, I can look at it that way too. I can save some of those um, elaborate crafts and extra supplemental things to do. You know, you know, uh, we made the pyramid out of sugar cubes one year for history, for Egypt and all that, that funny stuff. We made the Mayflower, you know, little model. But I can save all that stuff now till winter when I know we're going to be inside. And that'll help, you know, um, give you some balance if you if you look at your school year that way, like what months are good to do what activities. Um, so that can help make you enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and each family is different. You know, you may, you may, your winter may be different than mine. So you have to just look at how your year sort of flows, the rhythm of your year. Because, you know, for us to come April, May, we're busy. We're going to be traveling again this year. We were traveling last year um, for me to go speak. And, you know, by May, everybody is mentally checked out of school anyway. So I need to make sure I have a lot done before April, May. Um, so for us, I look at it that way as well. Plus, we want to enjoy, once again, when the weather gets warm, being outside. So look at your year and how you can plan it to work for your family. Um, and just take little bits at a time. If I had started out that kindergarten year trying to figure out this whole journey, <laughs> I first of all, I would have had it so wrong because God has changed this journey every year for me. And he's put us on different paths, but it's all been good. But you can't look ahead and try to um, uh, figure out the plan. You can take one day at a time. You can have a loose plan like this is what we're going to do. But you also need to be covering that plan in prayer. And um, take one step at a time. Just say, you know what? I'm going to take today for what it is. And you can really suck the joy out of your homeschool. And you could really not enjoy it if you're looking too far ahead and trying to figure it all out. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm going to say this, but <laughs> if you've been reading, if you've been listening to my podcast, reading my websites, you know what I'm going to say next. You need, if you're not enjoying your homeschool, you need to right now get in the Bible and you need to talk to God about this. Because if he has called you to homeschooling, he has reasons for it. 
And you cannot try to do it on your own. You cannot try to do it in your own strength. You must rely on him. If you're not actively seeking him each day, it's going to be very difficult. You're going to lose sight of your purpose. So you need to be asking God, God, why am I not enjoying this? And if you're not enjoying it, like I said, it's okay sometimes because it's hard. (laughs) But you can still have the true joy deep down that says, I'm fulfilling a calling. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do all things for the Lord. I'm going to serve wholeheartedly. Um, But you've really got to take these things to the Lord and ask him. There is nothing more transforming than being in the word. I have seen it in my life. I have seen the changes. I feel physically, my mood physically changes when I am in the Bible. Um, And if you're doing it every day and you're making yourself disciplined to do it, it's not going to be a chore anymore. It's not a chore to read God's word. How exciting we have the God of the universe who has put his words into this book for us to know him. How could that be a chore? It is transforming. It is life changing. And it will help you to enjoy these difficult tasks. Um, If you have a difficult child, that could not be enjoyable. I I get that. That's another reason for you not to enjoy your homeschool. Um, Challenging children will certainly make anyone not enjoy their day. It'll make you want to go running and screaming down the street and never turn around again. (laughs) I get it. I totally get it. There have been times where I've gotten in my car and had to just drive around and mommy needs a little break. Um, And, you know, those are things that um, we need to be real about as well. Yes, I have gotten in my car and driven aimlessly about because I just needed to get out. There have been times I've walked like a zombie around Target because I just needed to get out. There have been um, times where I thought, I just don't want to do this again tomorrow. This is too hard. This child is giving me too much um, resistance or attitude or whatever it is. This child doesn't want to sit down and do schoolwork. And you know what I've learned really, um, now that we're at the high school years, sometimes those little ones, we have this idea in our head because of what the traditional schools do or what we see everybody else doing, that they need to be sitting down and doing those worksheets because kids need to be disciplined and they need to have, you know, or they not to be disciplined, but they need to have the discipline to sit down and to do their worksheets. And you know what? Don't suck the joy out of it for your kids either. Kids do not find joy in sitting and doing worksheets all day. Um, they are usually wanting, and I'm talking about young, young, like kindergarten, first grade, the early years. Let them be kids because I have seen my kids learn so much by just exploring and doing, being outside, asking questions, me sitting there answering and discussing it with them, and they don't even know that we're learning. Don't suck the joy out of it for your children either by thinking that they need to have a regimented routine when they're little. They don't. They're kids. We are not trying to make an eight-year-old live an adult life. You know, so many people say, well, we have to prepare them for life. Yes, when they're teenagers. Or yes, when they're, you know, preteen heading towards maturity. But we do not need to make our little ones live an adult life. We're going to prepare them for adulthood later. We are needing to let them be kids because you know what? That is part of their journey. Part of their journey is to be a kid. So they need to do those things. So please 
Don't try to force your child into a drudgery routine in a young age. It is going to backfire. They are not going to enjoy homeschooling, and in turn, you are not going to enjoy homeschooling. Um, I could do a whole other episode about that at another time, about you know early years learning and about um, hands-on learning. But um, anyway, back to the difficult child. If you're having a child that is difficult, um, you need to grab that child's heart before you can grab their head. And I've seen it. I have a child that has given me a run for my money. And he is turning out to be much more mature now. And it just takes time. But you need to grab that child's heart. You need to focus on their heart because you are not going to be able to educate them if you don't have their heart first. So you need to grab that child's heart, you know, talk to them, give them the time that they need. Just do things with them. What do they enjoy? Do they enjoy uh, going outside and playing basketball? Do they enjoy coloring? Whatever it is, sit down and do it with them. Let them know you're on their side and point them to God in every single thing. I have a difficult child who would say, you know, I just can't be good. I'm always getting in trouble. And I'm like, you know what? None of us are good. That's why we need a savior. Point to your savior. Let them know that we all need help. We all need a savior. Um, Pray with that child. When they're having a difficult day, stop trying to you know, reason with them and figure it out and just stop and say, you know what? I don't know what to do either right now. Let's just pray together. How powerful for your child to pray over them when they're struggling. Pray with them when they're struggling. Um, you know, but we need to grab their hearts. We need to have a relationship with them first where they are... Um, able to understand that you love them, that you want the best for them, and that you're not against them, and you're not trying to, you know, ruin their life by making them do school every day. <laughs> so those difficult children, I know how hard it can be. I know it's difficult, but um, seek the Lord and have them seek the Lord, and uh, you can you can really turn things around, but it needs to take time, and every child is different. You know, every child, there may be some that are just so challenging, you know, that you just, you know, you just have to give it time. Um, nothing really happens overnight, but you'll see small glimpses of hope on the journey. Um, so ways to help you enjoy your homeschool. You know what is a great thing to do to help you enjoy your homeschool? Like I was saying in the beginning about getting together and uh, having these real friendships, find a few homeschool moms that you want to have these friendships that you can be real and open with and pray with them weekly. Pray with them for your homeschools. Pray with them for your kids and pray together for each other. I did this a couple years ago with some friends. We would go to the park once a week. Our kids would play and we would sit in a little gazebo and we would pray. We would pray over those kids. We would pray over the things that were going on in our lives. And it was a beautiful thing. And I would encourage you to do that. Find a group of moms that you can do this with because it is powerful to pray with other moms. It helps you to focus. Get rid of worrying about what everybody thinks. Sit down and say, you know what? I need prayer for this. I'm struggling. This is hard. And then you, as the person who is listening to a mom that says that, you say to them, yes, let's seek God on this. 
don't, ladies, don't turn it into a complaint fest and say, oh, yeah, you know, just surviving through the day. You know, how many times do we say, oh, how are you doing? Oh, hanging in there, just surviving, you know, all these cliche things. Let's not just survive. Let's not just hang in. Let's say, you know, it's hard today, but I'm taking it to the Lord and I'm, I'm going to seek him and I'm going to get through this. Let's not just hang in there. Let's enjoy our homeschool. Let's realize that we are doing something that is huge. We are raising our children in the uh, in the Lord to know him and to make him known. A whole generation that can make him known. Imagine the ripple effect that you have just teaching your children. Academically, yes, but spiritually, so much more important. So, you know, it's... It's let's just get rid of this like wallowing thing, um, the complain fest. You know, let's just sit and say, you know, it's hard, but I want to fix it. I want to get through it. I want to see how God can work through my family. So get together with moms, pray for each other, and praise with each other. It's okay to share in your joy. So many times now we feel like, well, if I say that, I'm bragging, I'm boasting. It's not if you're showing where the joy comes from. I always say, you know, look at look at what God has done when I'm having something good going on. It is not about me. Look what I've done. I've done nothing. Left to my own devices, I'd be stuck up in that bed still in the fetal position, right? Um, but what, look what God has done. He has done so many things, and I am filled with joy, and that's okay. There's, there's a difference between praising and boasting. Um, also, um, you know, pray with your kids about, that's another way to um, have some joy back again. Pray with your kids about your homeschool. Deliberately show them, hey, look, we know homeschooling is hard, so every single day we're going to pray over our homeschool together. Have a mission statement for your homeschool. Have your kids help you write it. You know, what is our goal? Why are we doing this? And then hang that statement up somewhere on the wall where you all can see it daily to be reminded why you're homeschooling. When you guys are just not enjoying homeschool, take some field trips, do some fun stuff, take a break. Sometimes you just need to get out of the situation to sort of get back on track. And that's okay. You have so much time and so many years ahead of you in this homeschooling journey. I promise you it will all get done. You'll get it done. God will see to it. If he called you to homeschool, he will see it through. If you are relying on him, if you are seeking him, he is not going to let you fail but you have to be seeking him. So if you need to take a field trip, if you need to take a few days off, if you need to take a week off, I truly believe if that's what you need to kind of regroup, it will be okay. Um, do some fun field trips, get outside and just learn, have some special days. We always have a couple of days, like a, a special day in the spring, the first really warm day, like 80 degrees. Instead of snow days in the winter, we take off Sundays, you know, so that's like a tradition that we do. Um, let kids pursue their passions. They're going to learn if they're following their passions. They're going to learn when it's something they love to do. So you can take a few weeks to sort of unschool, you know, put the books away for a little bit or just get the basic stuff done like math and read, but then get outside and learn, go on field trips, do special things. And sometimes that's enough just to sort of reset your mood, reset the tone, but constantly taking it back to God and saying, you know what, God? I want to enjoy what I'm doing, but I also know it's hard. Um, also, um, 
I uh, think it's really important to focus on um, just the aspect of um, that we are looking at things in the long term. We're looking at things in a big picture. So when you're having a hard day, it's not forever. You can probably allow yourself a couple mental health days and say it's just, you know, one day. It's not the whole big picture. Sometimes we think like if we take a day off, we're going to just ruin the whole thing. (laughs) We're just going to ruin the whole thing. That's it. I failed at homeschooling. Look at it in the big picture. Look at it in the long term. Look at how much your kids probably are spending learning that doesn't actually look like formal school learning. Everything will get done. Um, But it takes like a mental uh, uh, shift in your mindset to see um, to see that. And it takes time. Um, I don't know what is, um, stopping you right now from not enjoying homeschool. If it's a child that's difficult, if it is circumstantial, like I said, a job loss or, um, you know, just a tragedy or, or different things that go on, or if it's just, you really don't enjoy this, but I want you to right now take a look and at the big, um, picture and say, I do enjoy my children, and I am blessed to spend every day with them, and I am the one that gets to shape them. I am their mom because God gave me that job, and I am going to do this even though it's hard, and uh, I promise you, seek him. Open his word. Let him transform you. It will bring the joy back. It's not always going to be easy, but it's certainly going to be worth it. And I would encourage you, no matter what circumstance you're in right now, to remember that joy is not based on circumstances. It is certainly, um, there are certainly going to be times when we are sad and we are upset and we are nervous and we are stressed and we are worried and all these things because of what life is handing us at that time. And you're not going to enjoy homeschool because you're having all these things going on. But their joy comes from knowing that you're fulfilling a calling, even when it's difficult. Um, I would encourage you to get in prayer and to take it to God and to ask him, how can I enjoy this mission of homeschooling that you've given me? So I would love to continue this conversation. Come over to my Facebook page uh, for Simply Living for Him and tell me how you're doing and if you've listened to this podcast and, um, you know, what you're struggling with and let's work together. Join the Real Homeschool community on the uh, Facebook uh, page that I have, facebook.com slash realhomeschool. And, you know, share your joys and your struggles. That's what it's for. It's for moms to really... Um, be able to say, you know what, it's not always easy, but let's look to God in this. Or, you know, hey, I'm having a great day and that's okay. Celebrate. Um, Look what God has done and look what he can do. He can just do amazing things if we just let go of ourselves and let him do his work. So you can visit me over there. Email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. I'd love to hear your story. Um, I'm still trying to hopefully get some moms on some of these future podcasts to interview, to hear from some real moms out there living the real homeschool life. And I'm just trying to work on the technology behind that to make it happen. And um, also you can visit my website, simplylivingforhim.com or Bible-based homeschooling where I share resources for Christian homeschooling families. And I also have my books available on amazon.com. I have Simply Homeschool, 
called home and real homeschool all available in paperback and kindle editions like i said i'd love to hear from you come on over to simply living for him uh, on the facebook page and let me know more about what's going on in your homeschool and how we can walk this journey together so once again i'm karen debuse from simply living for him and i wish you blessings and joy <music>